Hi there, and welcome back to the Speaking of Texas podcast. I'm your Texas whisperer, Tweed Scott. Well, Christmas time is upon us once again. This has always been one of my absolute favorite times of the year, at least just for as long as I can remember. I was always enthralled with all the trappings of the holiday. It was the lights, the music, the food, the sounds, the colors, all the hustle and bustle, and the excitement of impending celebrations to come. I love the traditions that my family practiced. And who can forget those family feasts at my grandparents' house with all my aunts and uncles <laughs> and all those cousins. Christmas has always been a deeply reflective time for me, especially as I've gotten older. As I look back in those times, I remember moments and snippets of time, just snapshots, really. Snapshots are a time gone by, never to return, except in memory. I can still see all their faces and hear their voices of all those people I've loved over the years who are no longer here. They're all gone now. And as much joy as there is for me, there's still that twinge of sadness. As we embark upon the Christmas season once again, although I will be sharing some stories that are specifically Texas-oriented, the feelings and concepts that I put forward in my stories are universal, and they can be felt by anyone. I'll explain more about this when I'm about to change gears. But first, I want to share this holiday story that is about Texas. We all know that Texas was its own country, and I bet that you've heard of the six flags over Texas. Each of those six flags had their own cultures and traditions that have had a significant impact on who we are as a people in Texas. That's because Texas is multicultural. And because we did live under those six flags, have you ever wondered where some of our traditions and practices even began? Let me share with you about Christmas under the six flags. The oldest holiday celebrated in Texas is Christmas. As Texans grew under the six flags, each nation brought their own customs and traditions for celebrating Christmas. You would be hard-pressed to name another holiday that enjoys as many traditions as Christmas does. And with the season upon us once again... It's only fitting to look at some of these customs and where they came from and who was responsible. And we'll start with Spain. Spain, from 1519 to 1685. The Spaniards came to Texas in 1519 and brought Catholicism and Christmas with them. The first indications of the celebration by the Spaniards came in 1599. They held the Christmas pageant near present-day El Paso. It includes roles for men and women and some of the local Indians. It's believed that the tradition of the piñata dates back to this. The papier-mâché figure was that thing that was filled with candy and small toys, and a blindfolded player tries to break the piñata with a stick so that all the treasures spill out. This is an exciting tradition, and it still continues to this day. France, from 1685 to 1690. Although France will control Texas for only five years, it left its mark on Texas traditions. It was also strongly rooted in the Catholic religion. The French brought the celebration of the Epiphany into the holiday. Epiphany is also known as the Twelfth Day. It takes place on the twelfth day after Christmas, January 6th, and is symbolic of the time that the three wise men bestowed their gifts on the baby Jesus. Although France ruled for just a short time, their heaviest influence really would come about 150 years later during the Texas Republic. 
the French opened the French Legation. Each year in Austin, the French Legation celebrates Christmas as it was in 1840, and it's celebrated there with traditional dress and customs. The French version of Santa Claus, Pierre Noel, makes an appearance. The French also liked Christmas trees. The early Texans would decorate them with assorted cookies. It was thought that they were to symbolize communion wafers. If Christmas was being celebrated, well, you can count on seeing a crutchy nearby. That's the French version of the nativity scene. And how can you mention the French and not mention food? During the Yuletide season, they would bake a chocolate cake and then roll it up to look like a Yule log. Spain, 1690-1821. For the next 131 years, Spain ruled Texas. It was during this period that all the great missions were built. The priests worked tirelessly to convert the Native Americans to Catholicism. It was common for the priests to put on pageants and festivals, and then great feasts at Christmas time to show the Indians the benefits of the church. San Antonio seemed to be particularly active in this regard. About 1731, a group of settlers came to the town from the Canary Islands, and they brought with them a custom they call Las Posadas. It means the inns. The custom plays itself out as a group of families go from house to house singing Christmas carols at each house. They get turned away until finally they were invited in and they get to pray at a nacimiento, the Spanish nativity scene. Shortly afterward, a party breaks out. And about the same time America was declaring its independence from England, another tradition took root again in San Antonio, a play called Los Pastores, the Shepherds. It was performed, in fact, it's still performed each year at the Mission San Jose, where it was first performed in the 16th century. This play portrays the story of the shepherds as they try to make their way to Bethlehem. Another custom that grew out of the 1700s was the Spanish luminares. The Spanish Texans would light bonfires, or a series of bonfires. It was thought that they would symbolize the fires the shepherds would build each evening of their journey. Some even suggested that they could allude to following the light of the North Star. With the influx of more Americans into Texas, paper bags came into use. This is where the custom of burning the candle in the, in the sand-filled bag came into vogue. In fact, it's still popular as a custom today. Mexico, 1821 to 1836. By 1821, Mexico had won its independence in Spain and in so doing, became the ruler of Texas. Because of its rich and deep heritage in the Catholic Church, it became law that no Protestant churches could be started in Texas. Almost all the new settlers from the United States were, in fact, Protestant. Conflict was inevitable. To get around the law, one man even went so far as to go to Illinois to form a Protestant church there, and then he moved it to near-present-day Bastrop. In 1834, they held the first legal Protestant Christmas celebration in Texas. Another Christmas celebration, another Christmas symbol that you'll recognize, comes from this time period. The American government had had its eye on Texas for some time. It sent Joel Poinsett to Mexico with the purpose of purchasing Texas for the United States. And why not? Jefferson got quite a deal on the Louisiana Purchase. While in Mexico... Poinsett saw flowers that Mexicans called the flower of Christmas Eve, and he took some home with him. Before long, poinsettias became popular plants, 
that are synonymous with Christmas. These were hard times for the settlers that continued to stream into the future republic. These, for the most part, were not rich people. They did all they could do just to coax out a subsistence living off the land, or cattle, or some tiny retail establishment. There were not many luxuries. In fact, it'd be a good Christmas if they could find eggnog or even fresh milk. The Mexicans would enjoy a Christmas meal, which included tamales. Tamales have become a tradition, especially in Texas and in the Southwest. The corn husk covered delight is covering more geography each year. This is also the time when the Midnight Mass became popular. The Republic of Texas, 1836 to 1845. Up till the Republic of Texas was established, Christmas was really focused on the church. Once Texas became a nation, it was no longer illegal for Protestants to form churches and celebrate to their own liking. This is when more activities away from the church began to surface, like balls and dances, hops and square dances. That's when they were held, and wherever people gathered, for the most part, they were out having a good time. The people were poor, for sure, and could not afford much in the way of gifts. While the Republic of Texas did take root, people of various ethnic backgrounds were moving in and bringing their homegrown customs with them. There were the Germans, the Czechs, the Irish, the Scots, the Poles, and others, all adding to the tapestry of Texas. Although the French used Christmas trees in their observance of the holiday, it was the Germans that held the Christmas tree very close to their hearts. Although the earliest use of Christmas trees goes all the way back to the Druids of England, who, by the way, did not celebrate Christmas, the Germanic people somehow came up with the, the connection between the tree of knowledge in the Garden of Eden and apple trees. And since apple trees are bare during the winter, they used evergreens and put apples on them for decorations. Later, it would be roses, eventually other kinds of decorations. Decorations of various types would be used. These trees were often placed on the table. Those uh, floor-to-ceiling jobs, well, that is strictly an American custom. Ironically, the first artificial trees came from Germany. Gifts were given during this time, usually quite practical gifts, scarves and socks and other homemade items or toys. The United States received a gift during the season of 1845, the Lone Star State became the 28th star on the flag of an ever-expanding nation. Antebellum, Texas, 1845 to 1861. The period of statehood between its joining the Union and the Civil War is known as the Antebellum Period of Texas. It was during this time when Santa Claus first appears in Texas. The real St. Nicholas lived in Turkey during the 4th century. It's reported to have died on December the 6th. And that's the date that many Czechs in Polish Texas celebrate. Most Americans today got their first real look at the jolly old elf to Clement Moore's famous poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas. You probably know it better as Twas the Night Before Christmas. In the poem, Santa had eight tiny reindeer. That Rudolph reindeer guy? Well, he was strictly a commercial addition who would not show up for about another 120 years. And you can learn more about that in my next podcast about the Christmas songs. By the mid-1800s, stockings were hung with care in the fireplaces all across Texas and America, for that matter. And by now, people of all ethnic backgrounds were observing many cultural diverse traditions like Yule logs, popcorn strands, wassail punch, mistletoe, and general revelry. 
the holidays would take on a different light over the next five years as Texas became part of the Confederate States of America. Confederate Texas, 1861 to 1865. These were extremely tough times in Texas. Constant shortages made gift giving and eating at times challenging. People out of necessity had to be self-sufficient. Many resorted to making their own shoes and clothes, and they would send what little they could to their family members who were fighting in the war with little guarantee that they would ever receive the packages. War's end, thank God, the Civil War was no exception. The United States, 1865 to present. The Reconstruction, right after the war, was particularly harsh. Most Southerners felt they were being punished for the war. Shortages continued as people tried to reestablish their lives. And in time, things did get better. Texas began to flourish. Christmas cards and an English invention caught on, the tradition that we joyfully continue to this day. Christmas seals first appeared in 1907. The world-famous fruitcake came from a bakery in Corsicana in 1896. It was a German recipe, and it's still being made there today at the Collins Street Bakery. Texans now celebrate the holiday according to their own customs and desires. I'll be sharing some more Christmas stories over the next few weeks. The next podcast will be along along the same line as this one was. Next time, I'll be talking about the Christmas songs that we hear each year. And I'll discuss the origin of those songs and that we have come to love. And for some, maybe not so much. Until next time, this is your Texas Whisperer, Tweet Scott. Have a Merry Christmas and take care of your precious selves. And as I often say, it's all about God and Texas. I hope you have a wonderfully joyous holiday season, however you choose to celebrate. And may it be all that you hope for. Remember the reason for the season. Be sure to keep Christ in Christmas. Merry Christmas from our home to yours.